Even so, consider yourselves. Now, so the Bible says, consider yourself after this way. So look at me. I consider myself this way. Now, does that sound so silly? I consider myself and my relationship to sin having, I, I believe it's been broken. Okay? Well, whether you think it's okay or not, that's what I believe. <laughs> I believe this book. My relationship to that old sin nature has been broken. And right now, Rod Anderson lives in perfect, unbroken fellowship with God. That's why I smile a lot. Really. But that's the truth about you. Whether you feel like it is not the issue. Whether you look like it is not the issue. We're not talking about, remember, some of your present facts about your life. We're talking about the truth of what God's done in the realm of the Spirit for you. All because of a simple decision of your heart to believe. All this has taken place. This is why it's an unsearchable, un un unbelievable, the amazing grace of God. Now keep, keep going with me. And then he says in verse 12, Let not sin therefore rule as a king. The kings make, you know, they dictate things, don't they? Let not sin therefore rule as a king in your mortal short-lived perishable bodies to make you continually yield to its cravings, listen, its cravings, and be subjected to its lusts and its evil passions. I love the fact that in the Scripture and the Amplified, and even in the Greek, in the Greek, like Young's literal translation of the Bible, Paul always refers to his body as it, something he has possession of. In other words, he doesn't ever speak about his body as himself. Again, I'm going to say it over and over again until you get it. Your body isn't you. Paul knew this, but Paul was just like you and I. He said, this dumb hunk of meat I live in is constantly trying to drag me around into situations that I don't want to go to. And again, if Paul, who was a pretty spiritual guy, <laughs> you hear me? Paul was a pretty spiritual fellow, caught up into the third heaven and all that stuff. If Paul went through this, like I said, see, it's not, this is why you need to be delivered from all the condemnation. We are all in the same boat here. We all, every one of us, go through this stuff daily where your flesh is pulled this way and your flesh is pulled that way. But again, I'm going to say it until you hear it. It's not you. It's your flesh. It's your flesh. So don't get condemned instantly. Just tell your flesh to shut up. You have to begin to speak to it and say, just like Jesus did, it is written. Bless God, it is written. My relationship to sin is broken, so shut up. You're not going to have your own way. You're not going to tell me what to do. I'm no longer a slave to you. I refuse to hang around this, this pit, you know, for the rest of my life. Now he said again, do not let sin therefore rule as a king. Now you got again, you got to think about that. What's it mean to rule as a king? Do this, do that, come here, go there. That's what the sin nature did in your life all of your previous years before Christ. Let not sin therefore rule as a king in your mortal short-lived bodies to make you yield to its cravings and be subject to its lust and evil passions. Verse 13, listen, 
Do not continue offering. I mean, he goes over and over this. Do not continue offering or yielding your bodily members and faculties to this sin nature that your body's been trained by as instruments and tools of wickedness. But now offer and yield yourselves to God as though you have been raised from the dead to perpetual life and yield your bodily members to God. Present them as an implement of righteousness for sin shall not any longer exert dominion over you because you are no longer under the law as slaves, but hallelujah, you are under grace. You're under grace as subjects of God's favor and mercy. What then are we to conclude, Paul says? Shall we sin because we live not under law, but under God's mercy and favor? Certainly not. And again, remember last week when I quoted Martin Lloyd-Jones that whole bit, he said, this is the proof of the gospel. When you preach the truth about the power of what God has done in Christ, many people hear that they can continue in sin because they realize I'm saved. My body still wants to do stupid things and sometimes I slip up and let it do it, but I'm saved. And so they begin to think, well, every, every time I mess up, I can just run to the grace of God or run to the grace of, well, see the thing is, you can keep running to the grace of God. That's why it's so dangerous. But again, you're so foolish if you continue to abuse it and become a person that frustrates or nullifies or sets aside the grace of God. Again, remember, it is the grace, it is the goodness of God that's intended to cause you to want to change. God's intent is that if you ever see what He's done, and now let me keep going because I got some important stuff here I want to read to you in a minute. For sin shall not longer have any dominion. Sin shall no longer have dominion over you. And I, I just wish you could hear that. Sin no longer has dominion over you. But then he keeps talking in verse like in 16. And again, if you can see, why does he repeat himself over and over again about this stuff? Because he knows our human nature. <laughs> he knows how we're going to continue to think. He said in verse 16, do you not know that if you continually surrender yourselves to anyone to do his will, you're the slave, you're the slave of him to whom you obey, whether that be to sin which leads to death or to obedience, which leads to righteousness. Verse 17, but thank God, though you were once slaves of sin, you have become obedient with all your heart to the standard of teaching in which you were instructed and to which you were committed. And having been set free, see it's past tense, having been set free from sin, you have become the servants of righteousness to the divine will and thought, purpose, and action. Verse 19, he said, I am speaking in familiar human terms because of your natural limitations. For as you yielded, yield is such a big word, for as you yielded your bodily members and faculties as servants to impurity and ever-increasing lawlessness, so now yield Yield, yield your bodily members and faculties once and for all as servants to righteousness, right being and doing, which leads to sanctification. For when you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. But then what benefit or return did you get from the things of which you're now ashamed? None for the end of those things is death. But now, since you have been set free from sin 
and have become the slaves of God. Now listen to this. Really listen to this. Now that you have been set free from sin. Just everybody say this with me. I have already been set free from sin. Just say that. Yeah, <laughs> that's the truth. I said, that's the truth. Yes. 